lights are bright on Friday night. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the region final edition of the Central Texas Football Podcast. We have officially reached the halfway point in the 2023 Texas high school football playoffs. My name is Ryan Fox, joined alongside Mr. Kenny Heath. And Kenny, how are you doing today, sir? How was your Thanksgiving? Good, good. How was yours? It was awesome. I spent it at the Cowboys game, watching them lay yeah, that's right. old-fashioned went, butt whooping on Washington. You went and saw Dolly. I remember that. Uh, yeah. Man, mine was good. I did some deer hunting, uh, came home, did some Thanksgiving went back up and did some deer hunting watched a lot of football on the uh the available apps up there what did they do 10 years ago without fire sticks or roku i don't or, know or hot spots good <laughs> night just, dude. just found like radio yeah. <laughs> online streams or something some kind of frequency man it there. makes it a lot easier to get away and do stuff and still kind of keep up with things uh yeah it was good uh you know had a good time and uh man what a what a group of games we had you know some we thought mm-hmm. were going to be close that really not even close at all. Uh, some barn burners, some low-scoring games. We thought we were going to be high-scoring games, so uh, I'm ready to dig in. So, yeah, so, again, we lost a a couple of really good teams that we've been covering all season. It wasn't quite the Central Texas purging as the area round was uh, last week, but it was still a – you know, still some really good teams being left out of the playoffs now, but still plenty of great ones to talk about. Uh, so let's let's just jump right into the region semifinal recap. Let's start with the big one, Kenny. How about Lorena forty two over the forty two twenty one over the number one team in three A Division one in the Columbus Cardinals? Yeah, because uh, didn't Lorena go on a forty two seven run? They were down fourteen were down nothing 14 early, nothing. so forty two seven run. Uh, man, you know I had Lorena pick third in that district. <laughs> Shows you what I know. Uh, <laughs> Dude, uh, I mean, first off, tip your hat to Coach Kevin Johnson, what he's done. I mean, replacing a legend in Ray Biles. And kind of, I really thought they're going to take a step back. They got beat in the first round last year by a really good Columbus team. They get their revenge this week. And, man, I just don't know who can beat those dudes right now. And we'll find out this week with the uh, rematch with Franklin. Tremendous job by the the Leopards. Yeah, we're going to talk about that later on. But, yeah, this Lorena team, man, they're on a different level. Matt Stepp currently has them dubbed as the hottest team in Texas, and there's no reason to doubt that claim whatsoever. But, yeah, big-time winners, the Lorena Leopards were over the number one team in three Division One last week, 42-21 winners over Columbus. Then another big-time win last week, Marlin, 46-14 winners over Tioga. Uh, I think that's kind of the result I expected in this one for sure. Marlin's just been on a tear. That's their 11th straight win after falling 0-2 to start the season. But, again, shout-out to Tioga, man. Those first two playoff wins were their first in program history. So yeah. a great run for them comes to an end. And Marlin, man, they're, they're just rolling right now, and that sets up a phenomenal region final matchup against Toler. Yeah, and, you know, that I checked in on that game early. kind of started off a little slow, you know, I don't. I think Marlon was up by a score too, and uh, you thought, well, this may be a, a pretty good game. And then you know they just pulled away at the end. You know, uh, Coach uh, Torres. Torres over there. Yeah, sorry, Coach. Um, you know, Mario Hopwood, Roderick Suter, those yep. dudes just loaded. And, and yeah, I can't wait for this Teller uh, matchup. Yeah, and we'll dive on dive into that one later on the show as well as we uh, continue to roll through the region semifinal recap. The game I was at, one of the two games I was at last Friday. Uh, Winsboro, big-time winners over Whitney, 72-17. I think uh, Kenny just watching I, – I called this game uh, for Whitney, and I think it was just one of those old-fashioned things. I mean, neither team turned the ball over. I mean, there was a couple penalties on both sides. But overall, it was a very clean game. I think it's just one of those cases where Winsboro lined up and they're just the better team. And if you're Whitney, you just it's one of those instances where you just, just got to tip your cap to the better team on last week's game. Yeah, and uh, hold on. What's, what's that noise? Oh, 
That was Winsboro. They just scored again. <laughs> oh my god! What a butt whipping, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's impressive. I mean, yeah. a team because that's to a, that come was, out there and do damn, what they did. That was a damn good know, Whitney team that they did that to. Whitney had no answer for their offense. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, three plays. You know. First drive of the game, three plays. First play of the game, 20-yard scamper. Kyler yep. Finney, the best quarterback in 3A right now? I, I mean, I, it's either him or Mike Jones. I mean, I'd if say. you're going to start a 3A football team, hey, give me Kyler Finney. And speaking of – your quarterback. Yeah, and speaking of Kyler Finney and Mike Jones, that might be one of the – pound for pound, one of the top quarterback matchups Absolutely. in the region final this week. And that will be another game that we uh, dive on later in the show. But Winsboro, 72-17 winners over the Whitney Wildcats. And then, uh, again, again, speaking of Mike Jones, him and his Malakoff Tigers – for the second time this season, just put it on Grandview. 42-7 winners they were over the Grandview Zebras. Just, again, it's just one of those cases where, I mean, Grandview's a damn good team, but they just run into a buzzsaw. Yeah, I watched a little bit of that one, too, uh, early on. Uh, you know, checking in and out of different games, and it kind of started off a little slow. And then, you know, Malakoff just eventually – Impose their will and, uh, yeah. you know, kind of a repeat of the first matchup. Yeah, it's just unfortunate for Grandview. They finished 11-2 and two on the season, and both those losses were lopsided yeah. losses to Malakoff. And that's Malakoff. A, a really good Zebra team, and that's yeah. an excellent Malakoff team, and it's going to be a doozy in the and talking finals. like we, we talked earlier in the season with Coach Ebner, this team's young. They're going to be back in the mix next year. There's no doubt about it. So we'll keep an eye on that one on the Grandview team as they head into next season. But they lose 42-7 to Malakoff last week. And how about Glenn Rose, man? 48-34 winners over Seminole. They had to do that in comeback fashion. Great win uh, for the Tigers. Yeah, just looking at where we thought Grandview was at the beginning of the year and where they're at now, I mean, that's awesome. You know, yeah. what a job they're doing over there. Uh, lost a lot on the offensive side of the ball from last year. Mm -hmm. You know, that Hudson White, the all-world quarterback they had over yep. there. So, uh, hey, congrats to those guys because, uh, you know, regional finals, that's not easy to do. No, absolutely Back-to-back -back years. Or they were state semifinals last year, which yeah. a, a fumbled snap away from probably going to the state championship yeah. knocking off Carthage. Against Carthage, yeah. And we'll, taking a look at that bracket real quick over there in 4A uh, Division Two. Uh, Glenn Rose, again, they have a matchup with Canyon West Plains this week, but that could set them up. If they're able to win that win that one, it'll be a rematch at the semifinals against that very same Carthage team, which is a young team in their own right. Carthage is a team that's been dominating for a Division II all season long. And newsflash, they're not going anywhere. They're full of sophomores, including their sophomore quarterback, Jet Surratt, which is the son yep. of their head coach, Scott Surratt. So, well, I mean, look back to when we previewed that district. You know, we were yeah. like, well, hey, this could be the year for Hillsborough or Godley. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, man, Coach Cliff Watkins – Awesome Phenomenal. job over there. Great yeah. job. Yeah, big-time winners over a very good Seminole team, by the way, 48-34. And uh, let's go back to go back down to Class 2A Division II. Uh, Fall City defeats Bremont 21-20, an absolute classic matchup in the region semifinals last week. And it stinks because it, it kind of it just deprives us of a Chilton-Bremont rematch. Yeah. But uh, Fall City, man, they're just – consistently at least a four-round deep playoff team every year. Yeah, and they've got a tough matchup coming up with uh, Chilton, and, and that's part of our mm -hmm. question of the week with Matt Stepp. So could be a, a big, big game coming up next week Yeah, I if think, both teams take care of their business. I think so, absolutely. I mean, this is a big game this week, but, you know, kind of one we probably wanted to see. Yeah, the, for uh, sure. When the playoffs started. And, they, again, Fall City winners 21-20 over Bremont. And then Franklin, they win a rematch of their own as they take care of Little River Academy 52-27. 
Um, and again, what a phenomenal season for Academy. I think they're on the uprise as well. Uh, I don't think they're going to be – they're not going to go anywhere. They're going to be right there in the mix next year as well. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, they're going to lose their quarterback, I believe. I think he's a senior, uh, Casey so. Morass. But they so. do have Cavalli Neely coming back. I mm-hmm. think he's got a little brother that's a great athlete. So, yeah, these guys aren't going anywhere. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, uh, one of the aforementioned teams, Chilton, they get revenge in a big way over Granger – the team that was their one loss on the season going to that game, they lost that game at Granger 17-14 to earlier in the season. And, they get, again, they get revenge in a big way, 45 nothing, and a victory over Granger, just pure dominance from the Pirates. Yeah, I, I kind of wish we kind of reached out and kind of figured out maybe there was some injuries, you know. Could be. That game. But, yeah, Coach Benny Hewitt, you know, he's got those guys rolling. Uh, mm-hmm. Isaiah Red, Isaac Red, DeCorian Evans, uh athletes all over the place and uh, if they take care of business this week it's going to be should be fun yeah i think so and it, again another game that i was the game i attended after the whitney game last friday uh, that game was at one o'clock and then after that i went down to mansfield and checked out this one as stephenville and an absolute barn burner with salina wins seven to three and it a team that featured two offenses. One, Stephenville was averaging 48 points per game, while Salina was averaging 53 points per game. Two of the top offenses in Class 4A, and then they scored 10 total points in this one. Yeah, really surprised that there weren't a, a lot more points scored, yeah. but not surprised because you saw what Stephenville did with that China Spring offense in the first half of the game they played, yep. and basically the whole game, you know, shut them down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you, you were at that game, and, and uh, you know a lot more about it than I do, but uh, – you know, kudos to Stephenville. Coach uh, Doty over there got him in another regional finals. And, you know, once you get this far, you know, in 4A, 5A, 6A, who knows what can happen. Yeah, and it was kind of a scary situation in this game as well. So, uh, number six, the linebacker for Stephenville, I think his last name is McKinney, uh, he went down with an injury about halfway through the fourth quarter. And at that point, it was 3 nothing Salina. And it turns out that it was a back injury. Um, and because this, when he went down, it stopped the game for almost half an hour because they had to call like an ambulance from a hospital uh, up the road, and they came back. Turns out the news the next morning, uh, he's in good spirits. He had movement at all all extremities, and he was in good spirits, which is awesome to hear. Yeah, that's awesome, especially with how scary that scene that's was. Absolutely scary. Yeah. yeah. So that happened, and after he went down. Uh, it just seemed like it kind of breathed some life and gave some motivation into the Stephenville team. Because after he went down, he got carried off you know, the field and put in the ambulance and everything. So after that play, Salina was driving down the field, and they got set up first and goal. Stephenville got three straight stops set up fourth and goal uh, inside the five. And then Salina tried to run a trick play, which was then intercepted by Stephenville in the end zone, which they then followed up by driving the entire length of the field and scoring on their own trick play on a quarter on a throwback pass to quarterback Ryan Gafford. And when I tell you the explosion from that Stephenville crowd, just with the the mixture of not scoring all game, that scary moment just happened on the field, and them just responding and finally taking their first lead of the game. It was an awesome scene to see, and that set up that final score of 7-3 to three for Stephenville over Salina. Yeah, and you talk about how loud that crowd was and they yeah. scored. They're loud anyway, so I yeah. can imagine. Yeah, so it was a huge win for Stephenville. And who knows, man, if, they, if they're able to take care of business as well as Brownwood, we could be set up for another rematch of the Battle of 377 in the semifinals. When I tell you how big the crowd would be for that one, they would probably need to play that in, <laughs> at Abilene Christian yeah. uh, to hold, what, probably 15, 20,000 people at least that would show for that one. So, yeah, big-time winners, Stephenville in comeback fashion, 7-3 
over Salina. And again, Mart Panthers, no big deal. 43-0 winners over a previously unbeaten Deweyville team. Uh, just dominant. So, yeah, that's that's our region semifinal uh, recap. Again, an, a couple other teams we lost. We lost Italy to Toller, kind of a one-sided affair there. Rogers lost to a very good Tide Haven team. And then a Lexington uh, lost uh, by three scores to Poth as well. So uh, the, some of the teams that we lost in the region semifinal last week. But keep it on Lexington. Again, they're, like w- what we said about Carthage earlier, this Lexington team, full of a lot of sophomores and juniors, including their sophomore quarterback, K-7. So they'll be back in this one as well. Absolutely. So uh, that's our region semifinal recap. Now let's jump into our Matt Step question of the week. And uh, the question from Matt Stepp was, in 2A Division Two, after Chilton's impressive victory last week, they're one win away from a semifinal matchup against Mart. How do you see that Super Sentex matchup playing out if it should happen? He said, I think Chilton is a team that can push Mart because they can match and exceed Mart's talent at the skill spots. However, Mart gets the overall nod because they've got more experience in big moments like a state semifinal, which I agree with that completely. Yeah, and we're not taking anything away from uh – uh, Love Lady or or mm-hmm. uh, or Fall City, but you know yeah. th- there's a potential for that that matchup, and uh, man, we're I'm interested in it. Yeah, and we're I mean we're Central Texas homers, so I think that's just the matchup that mm-hmm. we would like to see. But I think regardless in that to a Division Two, you know, in that you know east side of that bracket, I think regardless of whatever the the matchup is from the region finals, the, the semifinal matchup is going to be a banger. So again, thanks to Matt Steph for joining us on the question of the week, uh, discussing the possibility of Chilton taking on Mart in the semifinals last week. And let's just jump into our region final preview. To start, we have 11-2 Marlin taking on 12-1 Toller. This game will be played 7 o'clock Thursday night at Midlothian ISD Stadium. Marlin beat Tioga 46-14 last week. And it was, as we mentioned before, Toller beat Italy 61-28. What do you see in this matchup, Kenny? Well, it's just going to be kind of uh, – the question is, can Marlin match up with Toller's firepower? I yeah. think Marlin – has the potential to, but man, yeah. Teller is battle tested, and Marlin is too. You know, they, they're they're what two years away from a, a regional final run. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Teller has Peyton Brown back. Uh, yep. I just, you know, much as I'd like to see Coach Torres's team uh, advance, I just think Teller's probably going to be a little too much for him. Yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting matchup to say the least. Like the two players you mentioned before, Roderick Suiters, the quarterback, twenty three hundred total yards, twenty six total touchdowns. Mario Hopwood, thirteen hundred yard rusher with twenty touchdowns of his own. Then you look at the other side for Toller, quarterback Isaac Blessing, who really stepped up after Peyton da- Peyton Brown went down earlier in the season. He He's only racked up 2,500 total yards and 43 total touchdowns has Isaac Blessing. And Peyton Brown, ever since coming back from his injury earlier this month, he's put up five touchdowns. So he's working his way slowly but surely back into the offense as well. And I think I'm going to agree with you here, Kenny. I think it's a one-score game. I think it's probably probably the closest game that Toller has had all season long. Uh, but, yeah, I'll take Toller in this one as well, which, is set up, which could set up a very fun state semifinal against Hawley. Now moving up to Class 4A Division II, we have 9-4 Glen Rose taking on 12-1 West Plains. This game will be played 6 o'clock Friday night at Wichita Falls Memorial Stadium. Uh, Glen Rose beat Seminole 48-34 last week in comeback fashion. And uh, West Plains beat a very good Monahans team 68-19 last week uh, in the region semifinal round. Um, you know, like we mentioned before, Glen Rose – you know, had, had had some questions, had some spots to fill earlier earlier in the season with the 
just sheer amount of offensive firepower that they graduated after last year's state semifinal run. Uh, but they seem to have it figured out right now. They ended up winning winning their district. Now for the second straight year, making it to the region final uh, over here in Class 4A Division II. Um, although that being said, I think West Plains this one, wins this one pretty handily. Uh, they've been dominant all season long. And can that Monahan's team that they beat by – or I'm sorry, by 49 last week in dominant fashion, that was just very impressive to me. I think West Plains wins this one by like 10 to 14 points. But again, like we mentioned with Carthage, which West Plains, if they win this, they get the winner of Gilmer and Carthage, which will probably be Carthage. Yeah. And But again, this this Glen Rose team is really young. Junior heavy, really so, a lot of key sophomores starting uh, for this Tiger team as well. They'll be back next year. Regardless of how this game turns out, they're going to be the mix for the next two or three years to come. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to take West Plains in this one. What about what about you? Yeah, um, you know West Plains is kind of a newer school, I believe. They, they haven't been around. I, it's a, either, it's either their first or second year of varsity yeah. play, and uh, like just that. a really impressive resume. So you know, I, I think I, I'm with you. I'm going to go with uh, West Plains. And then uh, I'm sorry, I forgot about this before. So going back to Marlon Toller real quick. Again, of course, every week Curtis Quillen, the former sports director at KCN Channel Six, uh, joining us on the. Pickums, which at this point there's only seven games, so uh, we'll kind of just do it as we go. Uh, what was Curtis's pick for Marlon Toller? He got Toller. Okay, so he got Toller. And then what about Glenn Rose and West Plains? Uh, we're West Plains across the board. Okay. So, yeah, we'll take West Plains across the board. And now let's jump back down to Class 2A, uh, Division Two this time, as a battle un- of unbeatens, both at 13-0. and We have Love Lady taking on the Mart Panthers. This game will be played 7 o'clock Friday night. At Bruce Field in Athens, Love Lady beat a very good Tanaha team, fifty to fourteen last week. Mart dominated Deweyville, forty-three to nothing. And look at Mart, man, they're just kind of a plug-and-play every every year. Demontrell Medlock, who's a junior, was a wide uh, wide receiver slash running back kind of hybrid yeah. for the last two years. He's he started varsity, you know, all three years. And then his first season starting at quarterback, he's put up 2,300 total yards and 35 touchdowns. And then also in the backfield with him, J.D. Bell, that man again, 2,000-yard rusher up to this point with 35 touchdowns of his own as well. So just an absolute dominant uh, Mart team that has that has been dominant all season long. I think they win here. I don't I don't think it'll be an absolute you know blowout, but I think Love Lady will push him for a little bit. But this. You just gotta feel bad for Love Lady because they they run into Mart seemingly every year, <laughs> undefeated into the region final, and then they just run into run into this Mart team. But yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take the Panthers comfortably in this one. Yeah, speaking of Thanksgiving, you know, Coach Hoffman's got an embarrassment of riches and talent. I mean, just yeah. firepower every year. Of course, it's a, it's a culture. Yeah, and you know they keep their kids and uh, they don't transfer out. You know, it's a small school district that you know they got to have all of them. All of them play both ways. Uh, he does a great job over there. And, yeah, I got Mark going yeah, on. Yeah, and then just a Mark Medlock's galore out yeah. there. And now they have one starting at quarterback in DeMontrell. But, yeah, um, and, you know, this is going to be an interesting matchup. Love Lady really have really have a heavy run team. They always have been. They had a really big running back. I think his name – I can't remember his first name. But I think his last name was Jackson, the big old burly running back in Class 2A. I don't know if he's still there. Uh, that's that's really the extent I know about this Love Lady team. But, yeah, I think Mart wins pretty comfortably in this one. I, and I assume Curtis has Mart as well. Yes. 
So we will stay in Class 2A Division One now. 12-1 Chilton at 10-3 Falls City, 7 o'clock Friday night at Shelton Stadium in Buda, Texas. Chilton, again, as we mentioned at the top of the show, beat Granger 45-0 last week. Falls City beat a very good Bremont team 21-20. And Falls City, man, they're – they're young. They're very young. They have a sophomore quarterback in Braylon Johnson who has put up over 2,600 total yards of offense and 29 touchdowns has this sophomore Fall City quarterback, Braylon Johnson. But I think I'm going to take Chilton in this one, man. I think especially with how they lost last year, I think they lost – I can't remember if they lost in the third or fourth round last year, but if you remember, it was that 7 nothing just kind of defensive showdown against Burton when they lost this last week. And I think this Chilton team has a chip on their shoulder. And, yeah, I think over here in 2A Division Two, Region 4, I think Chilton will take this one. Yeah, and it's it's like uh, Step said and uh, kind of like Mark, you know, Chilton's just got a lot of – a lot of weapons, and yeah. uh, I just think they're too much for Fall City. Yeah, I think so. Uh, what does Curtis say in this one? He has Fall City. So he has Fall City, and that, I mean, that's not a bad pick, man. I mean, they're young. They are young, but they still have a lot of playoff pred- pedigree. Like, they seem to make it out as the champions of Region 4 almost year in and year yeah, out. Historically and, a, a great person. Yeah, and they usually run into Mart in the semifinal round. Uh, but, yeah, I think, I mean, Fall City is absolutely not a bad pick at all, but uh, I will take Chilton. You're taking Chilton. And then yeah. uh, Curtis will take Falls City, uh, which again, which regardless, the winner of this one will run into Mart next week, and that'll be a phenomenal showdown. So can't wait to see that. Um, now moving up to Class 4A, the aforementioned Stephenville Yellow Jackets at 11 and 2, taking on the 12 and 1 Anna Coyotes. This game will be played 7 o'clock Friday night at the Birdville ISD Fine Arts Complex. I don't know if you've been there, but it's probably one of the nicest stadiums in DFW. I don't think I have been there. Yeah, no. it's it's a really nice field for sure. Anna beat Frisco Panther Creek in a shootout 42-38 last week, and they have a phenomenal sophomore quarterback of their own in Zyandre Williams. He's he's accounted for over 3,000 total yards of offense and 40 touchdowns in Salina. Uh, I'm sorry, Stephenville beating Salina 7-3 to last week. We know what Stephenville has. You got Ryan Gafford, 3,200-yard passer, 30 touchdowns. Tate Mariska, 1,200-yard rusher, 7 touchdowns. And then don't forget about the Texas Tech committed wide receiver Tristan Gentry. Absolutely. 1,500 yards and 14 touchdowns of his own. Who do you have in this one, Kenny? I think I'm leaning towards Anna. I know yeah. they lost to Salina uh, early in the year, 42-40. to 40. Uh, I just, you know – Nothing against, uh, you know, Coach Doty and, and those guys over there. Like the, the guys you mentioned, you know, they're loaded in the skill position spot. But I just think uh, Anna may just have the edge over them. Yeah, this is the same Anna team that ended China Springs uh, playoff run, the back-to-back defending pretty state champions. Yeah. And pretty convincingly at that as well. And I am leaning towards Stephenville. But I think the best way for Stephenville to try to win this game is try to do what they did last week. I mean, you don't want to intentionally try to just score seven points, but win it with your phenomenal defense that has been dominant all season long and then just put up some points, you know. They're going to be losing a key cog of that defense in the linebacker McKinney as he will not be he will not be playing, presumably, after that injury from last week. Um, I'm going to take Stephenville this one. I think it's going to be a three-point game. That That's what I have, Stephenville by three. And I think – 
And maybe part of the reason why I'm picking them is because I really, really want to see that Battle 377 in the semifinal round. That would be awesome. That would probably be a top three environment in the Texas high school football season uh, this year if that one does play out. But, yeah, I'll take Stephenville. You're leaning towards Anna. What says Curtis? Curtis has got Stephenville. He's got Stephenville. So, two two to one, Stephenville. Uh, We have taking that one. Now moving back down to Class 3A Division One. Could be the game of the week in all of, in all of Texas high school football, at least at the three A ranks. Eleven and two, Lorena taking on twelve and one, Franklin. This game will be played Friday night at seven o'clock at uh, Georgetown Stadium. Uh, Lorena beat the number one team in three division one, Columbus, last week, forty two twenty one. Franklin beat Little River Academy, fifty two twenty seven. And if you remember the first time these two teams played, it was an absolute thriller with Lorena winning 52-49 in Franklin, which snapped a then 38-game winning streak for the Franklin Lions. I expect much of the same here, Kenny. Yeah, uh, man, I'm leaning towards Lorena. You know, yeah. Braylon Henry's on a roll. Jaden Porter's back making plays on offense and defense. You know, he had a great uh, – some key plays against uh, Columbus. Uh, the quarterback, Caden Roberts, is – far exceeded yeah. my expectations on what they would be uh, what he would be going forward coach johnson has done a tremendous job uh, you look at franklin they're just juggernauts and uh you know it's hard to beat them once much less twice but i just think lorena is kind of the it i mean they're they're on a roll right now yeah for sure i mean you, you mentioned Caden roberts the quarterback accounted for over three thousand yards and 24 touchdowns how about Braylon Henry? He's t- he's tied his father's single season touchdown record at Lorena with 42 touchdowns uh, or 41 rushing touchdowns, 42 total. But if he scores his 42nd rushing touchdown this week, which he probably will, yeah, then he'll likely. then he'll have the all time rushing or yeah all time rushing touchdowns in a single season for Lorena. Um, and how think about that for a second with Lorena? He put with Braylon Henry. Prior to last year, he played for Coach Ray Biles for two years. Ray Biles also coached his father on that yeah. 1987 <laughs> state championship team, it's which was cool. yeah, that that is pretty cool to think about it. And so. Then he won it again when you know uh, Braylon Henry started a linebacker. And he was a, a freshman. Oh, he was a sophomore. sophomore yeah, that's right. For Lorena, and when that's one cr- state. Well, I wonder how many times that's happened in the state of Texas, where a head coach coached a state championship with a player. And his that same player's son twenty years down the line. That sounds like a, a tep and step trivia question to open up their podcast. Right yeah, there. definitely. That's way over my pay grade. <laughs> yeah, so that's some heavy research right there. Uh, but then, and we Caden Roberts, Braylon Henry, but don't count out Jaden Porter as well. He has been injured for most of the season. They still put looked up pretty on the highlights I saw. He looked pretty good. Yeah, in, yeah, in he, what I saw I think on he's, the NFHS. I think it's similar to the Peyton Brown situation. He's finally you know starting to hit his stride at yeah. the right time sort of thing and finding his way back into this offense and I think like like Matt Sepp said they're the hottest team in Texas right now and I really do think they keep it rolling I'm going to take Lorena in this one as well what says Curtis he's got Franklin so you and I have Lorena and he will take Franklin you never know man it's hard to beat a good team twice and with Franklin this Lorena team is their only loss on the season so revenge will be on their mind no doubt and again they're the back-to-back defending 3A division one state champions as well so they're going to be Fine to keep that crown for sure. So, but yeah, we'll take we'll both take Lorena and Curtis will take Franklin, and then our final game of the region final preview, another battle of, of unbeaten's in three A Division One. Malakoff taking on Winsboro. 
This is the game that Friday night I will probably be at. Friday, 7.30 at Forney Citibank Stadium. Malakoff beat Grandview um, by 35 last week. Uh, Malakoff, man, they've got arguably, again, we talked about it before, this is arguably the top quarterback matchup in 3A across the state. As you got Mike well, Jones for Malakoff. You got uh, a good one in uh, Paradise Brock, too. That's gonna oh, be, Austin Iglesias and Brody Woods. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And that's a, that's one of the first games I call – or the second game I call for Texan Live, which that is Paradise's only loss of the season. Too, so they're going to have revenge on their minds as well. And they that, might be healthy because they weren't really healthy that first they, time. They were, they, were, they were down their starting center. Their top receiver was out as well. I, I know that their starting center is back from that game, but I don't, I don't remember the severity of that – their top receiver. Yeah. He, might, he wasn't their top receiver statistically, but he was overall, if you take out Austin Iglesias, he's probably their best athlete. Yeah. But he, he could be back as well, and they're going to have revenge on their minds. So, yeah, uh, keep that Region 1 final in mind because the winner of that one will get the winner of this malakoff Winsboro yeah. game next week. Um, but, yeah, Malakoff, they got Mike Jones, Chauncey Hogg, and sophomore Jerrion Hall has had a big season as well. He's put up over 1,000 yards on the ground as well, and he'll probably, after Chauncey Hogg graduates, he'll probably slide into that uh, starting running back spot next year. So keep an eye on him. Uh, Winsboro, big-time winners over Whitney last week. Winsboro's got that guy, Kyler Finney. He was phenomenal last week. Will Wilcox, their top receiver, and then their top rusher, Tyson Johnson. I mean, this is probably – when you look at three division one out of all these four region finals, these two teams with statistically size, speed, it's all across the board in every aspect. They probably match up the best here. Yeah, and I think they probably have the best player in 3A in Kyler Finney from yeah. what I've seen. I mean, the dude is uh, phenomenal. Uh, Camden K. Part, the sophomore wide receiver, just tore Whitney up. Uh, yeah. You were there, the running back, Tyson Johnson. Is it Tyson Johnson? Yeah. Had a hell of a game. His backup, Johnny Presadio, had a, yeah. a great game. Just ran it right down Whitney's throat. I don't know that they're going to be able to do that against uh, Malakoff. You know, yeah. going in, we knew uh, Whitney's weakness was the secondary and ended up they, they ran the ball way better than uh, most people thought. Uh, man, it's, it's really – I mean, even though it's an impressive win, Malakoff over Grandview, it's hard for me to pick against Winsboro seeing what I saw. Yeah. And hearing what I heard on the radio, mm. uh, I'm going with Winnie. I'm going to take Malakoff. And, again, both these seasons match up well. I think Malakoff is just slightly better defensively. Winsboro gives up 12 points per game, while Malakoff only gives up six points per game. And, again, we look to the regular season. I think it was six or seven of their ten regular season matchups were shutout victories. Yeah. So, uh, they've been dominant all year long on both sides of the ball. I think it'll be a one-possession game, but I'm going to take Malakoff in this one. What does Curtis say? Curtis has Malakoff. And, uh, we, when I went down and watched the uh, West TIG playoff game in uh-huh. Belton, ran into the defensive line coach from Winsboro in the yeah. concession stand line, and we sat there and BS for a while. I forgot his name. Uh, good dude, really yeah. nice guy, humble. You know, wasn't really, you know – Little did I know they had a, a just a excellent football team. I thought they were a good football team, but yeah. I didn't Seeing know how good they were. Yeah. yeah, and uh, so I forgot his name, but hey, shout out to you, defensive line coach from uh, Winsboro. <laughs> and that might be that could be the telltale sign of how this game goes because you look at Winsboro, they dominated the line of scrimmage against Whitney last week, and with Malakoff, they're really big up front too. They, I mean, I think. From top to bottom, their defense is 
just extremely well coached and talent, you know, talent size, everything you want in good defenses across the board. But Malakoff, even from when I played them in high school, whenever I played for Whitney, we had Malakoff in our district, and they were always massive up front. I don't think that's changed very much uh, since that time has passed. But that could the battle of the trenches could be the key decider here because again, both teams are well evenly matched across the board, but probably more so in the skill spots with speed, size, and just all across the board. But whoever. You know, that could be neutralized with scheme and everything. When, yeah. it, when it comes to the trenches, whoever dominates the trenches, that's just pure heart and a desire to whoop the man in front yeah, of you. Yeah, strength, so. skill, you know, exactly. just a, a, a plethora of things. And, yeah, it, that's the key. Can Winsboro get pressure mm-hmm. with just three with the three-man front like they did mm-hmm. against Whitney? I mean, they just whipped Whitney's ass. I don't, I don't, uh, think, it, I don't think it'll be as easy yeah, because – No, absolutely uh, not. But maybe, you know – Pick your spots where you mm-hmm. can do that, and you can keep guys back out in coverage. So that'll be a, a, a interesting, yeah. interesting uh, thing to look at. And there's one thing I noticed from that Mount, from that Whitney Winsboro game last week is that Winsboro they made they did a phenomenal job making um, adjustments, and they did a phenomenal job making adjustments on the fly. It wasn't at halftime; they just completely switched up they were, what they were doing on the fly. The coaches were on the sidelines going, hey, this is what they're doing. This is what you need to do. And I think the kids did a good job of listening and executing those to perfection because what was really – the only thing that was really doing anything for Whitney was those lateral passes that we've seen them do all season long. But after pretty much halfway through the second quarter, that was pretty much neutralized. And after that, Whitney wasn't really able to get anything going. Uh, so, yeah. I'm, I think it's going to be a one-possession game here. I'm going to take Malakoff. You have Winsboro, and Curtis has Malakoff, right? Yep. And that will do it for our Region 4 – or, I'm sorry, Region Final pre- uh, preview. Uh, we'll step aside for a quick breather, and when we come back, we will take a look at our updated brackets and give our at, – at this Region Final stage of the playoffs, we'll give our updated uh, state championship predictions right here on the CTFP. And we are back, and let's just go ahead and jump into our our UIL playoff brackets. We're going to start at 6A Division One, and again, we're not we're not going to go based off the bracket predictions we made at the beginning of the playoffs. We're kind of just going to not like a hard reset, just but just assess what teams are left in each region final, and just predict our state championship winners uh, from then on out. So we will start in 6A Division One. Region 1, that Region 1 final, North Crowley and Allen. I think North Crowley is going to come out of that one. And then out of Region 2, Duncanville-Westfield, I'm going to take Duncanville. And then in the semifinal, I'm going to take Duncanville to beat North Crowley and make it to the championship. Uh, who do you have on that uh, west side of the bracket? I've got North Crowley, Duncanville. This is my original bracket. North mm. Ca- I okay. still got North. Okay. I'm just saying I still got the, uh, North Crowley as my regional one final. Okay. Deville is two, North Shore is three, and Westlake is my four. And then I've still got Duncanville winning it against North Shore. So, yeah, Duncanville coming out of that. On the east side for me, I do have North Shore coming out of region three. And then West, West, yeah, Westlake out of region four. That Westlake North Shore game, man, that's going to be phenomenal. But I think North, I think we were probably going to get uh, Duncanville versus uh, North Shore for what the fifth, sixth time, yeah. something like that. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm down. I'm definitely not opposed to it. And then uh, in the final, I think Duncanville. Do I? You know, yeah, I think Duncanville goes back to back. I think they won it all again. And you say you had North Shore, or did you have Duncanville? I got Duncanville. So we both have Duncanville. In a 6A 
Division One championship, and now down to six A Division Two, and Region One. I'm gonna take. Oh man, that's a tough matchup. So it's South Lake Carroll and Byron Nelson. Now Byron Nelson beat South Lake Carroll earlier this year, but South Lake Carroll has been on an absolute tear ever since. And Byron Nelson, they gave up some they gave us some points in a shootout against Coppell. I think South Lake Carroll gets their revenge here and comes out of Region One. I think DeSoto easily out of Region Two over uh, Cedar Hill. I'm going to take I'm going to take uh, Humble Summer Creek to come out of Region Three, Cibolo Steel out of Region Four, and then my state final, I'll take DeSoto against uh, Cibolo Steel, a rematch of the 2016 6A Division Two title game, and I'll take DeSoto to go back to back as well. Okay, I'm going to stick with my original. I got Byron Nelson coming out of one. They're, okay. st- they're still alive. Uh, DeSoto coming out of two. Who's still alive in Region 3? <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know. Do you got, do you got the brackets Here, up? Uh, let me pull it up. Uh, I just had it up. So, um, in Region 3, it's uh, Umble, Summer Creek, and Fort Bend, Hightower. Okay. So. And I think Summer Creek's a comfortable favorite in that yeah. one. Well. I'll just X that out. And then I got Steel coming out of four. Um, and I'm going to stick with my original. It's DeSoto over Steel in the state championship game. So, yeah, we'll take we'll both take DeSoto in this one. Now let's move down to Class 5A in Division One. We have Abilene taking on Alito. I have an upset watch here. I think if there's one team that's going to beat Alito, that has a chance to beat Alito before the title game, it's Abilene. That being said, I'm still going to take Alito to come out of Region 1. Yeah, I've heard Step talk them up. Like, you know, Alito's, Abilene, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, Abilene's got some uh, some yeah. kids out there. Yeah, th- this is probably the best team they've had in a long time. Like Abilene, uh, they have seven state championships in their program's history, so they have a tradition of winning. Um, but, yeah, this is an interesting matchup here. I think that game is being played – it's play, being played at uh, Memorial Stadium in Stephenville, where, okay. Tarleton, where Tarleton plays. So that will be a – Fun matchup to go to if you're in around the Stephenville yeah, area. I remember watching uh, at Floyd Casey Stadium, uh, Abilene and South Lake Carroll. Oh, my gosh. I bet Ta- that was a doozy. The Texas Tech quarterback, Taylor Potts, was the quarterback yep. then. Yeah, it was a great game. I think uh, South Lake won that one. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll take Alito to come out of Region 1. And then out of Region 2, give me Forney to come out of Region 2. And then I'll take Alito to make the title game. Then on the west side of the bracket – or the east side of the bracket, rather. I'll take Smithson Valley to come out of Region 3, and then Brownsville Veterans Memorial to come out of Region 4, and then Smithson Valley to meet Alito in the championship game, and I'll take Alito to beat Smithson Valley. What about you? I've still got Alito alive in the first in Region 1. So who's who's left in Region 2? Uh, it is Forney and Lancaster. A okay. district rematch where uh, uh, Forney won that one, but they won by one point. So it'll be a very fun game. I'll again. go with Lancaster. And what about Region Three? Who we got left? Then Region Three, you got A and M Consolidated and Smithson Valley. I'll go Smithson Valley, and in Region Four, who do we got left? Corpus Christi Miller and Brownsville Veterans Memorial. I'm gonna go Miller, and I'll go for a Miller Alito State Championship game, and I got Alito. Like it. So we both have Alito winning it all in Class Three or Five A Division One, rather. Now down to Five A Division Two. Who did you have coming out of Region One? I had uh, loved uh, Argyle coming out of Region One, and they lost. Uh, yes, they lost <laughs> a surprising loss to Colleyville. I mean, a good Colleyville Heritage team. Um, but it was a shootout, thirty-eight, thirty-four, and they'll take on Frisco Emerson in the Region One final. 
Uh, what a great story Emerson is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think they I think they come out of Region One here. Coach and, David Haynes' dad is a coach at a uh, yep. uh, Frisco Emerson. Yeah, great I think story. I think that's the co- that's the school where Allen's former quarterback Mike Hawkins yeah. is now the quarterback yep. at. So yeah, I'll take Emerson to come out of Region One. Out of Region Two. Oh my gosh, South Oak Cliff versus Lovejoy. I know we both had Lovejoy coming out of this one. I'm going to stick with that. I think Lovejoy wins here. I, you know, I've got Lovejoy coming out, but man, South Oak Cliff has some impressive it's, wins in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, who they, they who they come back and they just they, beat, they just beat Midlothian Heritage and then they beat a they beat Melissa in yeah, the second round. They beat round, Melissa, so. so I'm going to go. I'm going to swap. I had Lovejoy. I'm going South Oak Cliff coming okay. out of that one. So I'm going to I'm going to stick with Lovejoy. And then in a Frisco Emerson Lovejoy semifinal, I'm going to take Lovejoy uh, to make it to the championship game. And then on the east side of the bracket, yeah, Port Neches Groves in Huntsville. Give me PNG, San Antonio Piper and Liberty Hill. This Piper team has already beaten Liberty Hill this season, but I think Liberty Hill gets revenge and they come out of Region Four. And then I think, uh, excuse me, PNG uh, beats Liberty Hill, and we get a. Lovejoy PNG championship game and give me Lovejoy to win it all. So that's that's my original pick right there. Okay. So I changed it because I'm going South Oak Cliff. So and I've got PNG coming out of my region three is fine. I got PNG coming out of three. Liberty Hill coming out of four. I think PNG uh wins that one. And then I got South Oak Cliff beating PNG for the state championship. Just like last year. I think so. That'd be a good game. It'd be a massive crowd, no doubt about it. Uh, either way, but yeah, I'll take Lovejoy, and you have South Oak Cliff uh, winning the state championship in 5A Division Two. Now down to 4A Division One, and I think on this e- uh, hey, time, I think Lovejoy is getting one of their. Uh, I saw on Twitter they had a kid that was ineligible. That mm-hmm. I think they just ruled him eligible, like a, a big time recruit. So yeah, that, that may be a that could be something to keep an eye yeah. on for sure. But in 4A Division One. I'm going to stick with it. I think I think Brownwood beats Decatur. I think Stephenville beats Anna for a battle of three. This might be this just might be wishful thinking, but I really want to see a battle of 377 in the semifinals. So give me Brownwood, Stephenville, and I think Brownwood gets revenge and makes it to the state championship game. And then on the other side of the bracket, Kilgore and Chapel Hill. Give me Kilgore to come out of Region Three, Region Four. Give me Port Lavaca, Calhoun. And I'll take Port Lavaca, Calhoun to beat Kilgore. And then I'll take Brownwood to beat Calhoun in the state championship game. What do you have? I've got Brownwood, which they're still alive. Uh, I had Salina finish in Region 2, so I'm Mm going to go ahead and go with Anna on that one. Okay. I got Chapel Hill in 3, and I had uh, Bernie. Of course, they got beat out earlier, so I got Calhoun. And I'm going to go with Anna Chapel Hill with Anna winning it. That'd be a great game, man. So you'll take – did you say you take Anna or Chapel Hill? Sorry. I'm going to take Anna. So you'll have Anna, and I will have – Brownwood to win it all in 4A Division One. Now in 4A Division Two, uh, who'd you have coming out of Region One and Region Two? Well, I don't know if they're still alive, but I had Monahans, which they yeah, just they lost to West yeah, Plains. They lost. Yeah. So I'm going to go uh, West Plains in Region One. I'm okay. going to go Carthage in Region Two. I, I'm going to agree with that completely. I'll also take West Plains in Carthage, and uh, I assume we both have Carthage making the title game. Yes. And then on the east side of the bracket. Uh, I'm going to take – how about Belleville, man? They've been dominating all year long. They beat a damn good Silsby team 61-7 to last week. Give me Belleville to come out of Region 3. 
and then uh, Wimberley to come out of Region 4. And I got a Carthage-Belleville championship game with Carthage winning. But I think it'll be a clo- I think it'll be one of their closer state championship games in that case. Belleville has been phenomenal. Um, but they have one of the best defenses in Class 4A, both Division One and Division Two, And their offense running that slot T, kind of the 4A version of Franklin, except probably with pound for pound just a – better defense kind of like probably last year's franklin yeah. is what i would compare it to uh with this year's belleville team who does belleville have in that region three final? uh jasper which jasper. jasper they beat the hell out of a very good Quero yeah, team I was last surprised week about that. So. you know what i'm gonna go i'll go with you so yeah west plains and carthage in one and two i'm gonna go with you at belleville mm-hmm. and i got wimberley in four and i'll go carthage over belleville Okay, so we both have Carthage over Belleville in the 4A Division II state championship. Now in 3A Division One, give me Brock to come out of Region One over Paradise. Give me Malakoff to come out of Region Two over Winsboro. Who do you have in Regions One and Two? Well, Chalk, I had Brock and Cough, but I'm swapping. I'm going Winsboro. Okay. I'm going Brock, and I'm going to go Winnie. Then I will take. Malakoff to make the state championship game. Do you have Brock or Winsboro making it? I got uh, I got Winnie going. Then on the east side of the bracket, Franklin and Lorena. I know we both have Lorena to come out of Region Three. Out of Region Four, give me Blanco. It's Blanco and Edna. Who do you have? Uh, well, I had uh, Columbus and edna yeah i think i had columbus coming out but i'm too. gonna go lorena and blanco and i'm gonna go a winnie lorena state championship game with lorena winning it i think i'm gonna go malakoff lorena with malakoff winning it so uh, you'll take lorena to win it all in three division that would one. be great you know they've been there so close so many yep. times i'd love to see uh coach driscoll driscoll yeah yeah I'd like yeah. to see Coach Driscoll get so that. So you have you have Lorena Winsboro with Lorena winning, and I'll take uh, Malakoff Lorena with Malakoff winning. Now in three division two, uh, on this west side of the bracket, there's just not much more to say. It's going to be Canadian Gunner for the thirty eight thousandth time, uh, but I think I think Gunner will come out of region two, Canadian out of region one. I think Gunner will make the championship game in a very close one over Canadian on the other side of the bracket. Uh, Dangerfield and Newton playing in Region 3. That's a tough one to pick, but I'm going to go Dangerfield. I'm going to take the Tigers. In Region 4, give me Tidehaven. And then the championship game, I'll take Gunner against Dangerfield with Gunner winning. Uh, my original pick was a Canadian, mm-hmm. Gunner, with Gunner moving on. And then Newton and Tidehaven with Newton moving on. And, and I, that, that could perfectly work out for you. And I've got the Gunter Tigers Gunner Tigers? Yeah. yeah. Gunner Tigers. Yeah. One in it. So, yeah, we'll, we'll both take Gunner. I have Gunner over Dangerfield. Who'd you have making the championship game on that out of Region 3 or 4? Uh, Newton and Tidehaven. And Newton. Uh, and Newton making it. Yeah. That'd be a rematch yeah, of Gunner the. That'd be a rematch of 20. I think I was 20, there. 2017, yep. I think, when they played. And uh, Gunner won that. Or, or was. Oh, yeah, it was. I think Newton won that. No, no, it was because Gunner beat Newton. And then the next year, Newton came back and beat Canadian oh, okay. to, yeah. to bounce back yeah. uh, the year after that. Or I could be wrong. They could have won both times, but I'm fairly certain that's how I remember it. But, yeah, we'll both take Gunner to win it all in 3A Division Two. But if not them, then probably Canadian. I think whoever comes out of that west side of the bracket, whether it's Gunner or Canadian, probably has a huge advantage over the uh, other side. And now moving down to Class 2A Division One, who do you who'd you have coming out of Region 1 and 2? I had Stratford. Uh-huh. Are they even are they Yeah, alive? they're still in it. Okay. They they play Holly this week. So I, I had Stratford and Toller. 
Mm-hmm. And I had Stratford and Holly in the regions, and I had Toller and Marlin. Mm-hmm. And I had Stratford beating Toller in, in the semis, but I'm going to go Toller. Yeah, uh, I have Toller coming out of Region 2, but I have Holly come out of Region 1 with Toller uh, making it to the state championship game. And on the other side, uh, I think coming out of Region 3 will be Timpson. Out of Region 4 will be Refurio. In a rematch, I think Timpson gets revenge and finally breaks through that semifinal glass ceiling against Refurio. I think we'll get a Toller-Timpson state championship game with the Toller Rattlers getting their first state championship. Who do you got? Snake Farm. Uh, I had Timpson coming out of there and Refurio. I had Refurio going to state championship game. I'm going to change that, and I'm going to go to Timpson. And I think it's a Toller-Timpson state championship game, and I got Timpson winning it. I like it. So we both have the same championship game, but I'll take Toller to win it all, and you will take the Timpson Bears. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad I have Thursdays off because that's when they'll play. Wait, no, because that's 2A Division One. That that could be the Wednesday night game, which I could make that because I'm yeah. off Wednesdays and Thursdays, so I'd be good either way. Oh, that's oh, I can't wait. We're only two weeks away from that yeah. now. I cannot wait to go to Jerry World for that week. Um, now let's move down to two A Division two. As again in two A Division one, I have we both have Toller Timpson, but I have Toller and Kenny has Timpson. Now in two A Division two, uh, who do you have coming out of Region one and two? Who do you have originally? Uh, I had Wellington and Albany coming out. Wellington coming out of one, Albany coming out of two. Okay, so Wellington lost to Sunray last week, and kind of a shocker. You know what? Uh, Sunray's good. Yeah. Yeah. I like Sunray. I I like Sunray out of Region 1 as well. Uh, And then I will take uh, Albany out of Region 2. So we both have Sunray, Albany in the semis. Who do you have making the championship game out of those two? I got Albany coming back. I'm going to take Albany to make it back as well. And then in Region 3 and 4, uh, give me Mart to come out of Region 3, and then give me Chilton to come out of Region 4. And I think Mart wins it, and I think we get a rematch of last year's championship game between Albany and Mart, and I think Mart gets revenge here. I'm the same thing. Mart, Chilton, and then uh, – and I had Fall City originally, but I changed to mm-hmm. Chilton because I picked them in the, in the pickums, and I think Mart gets it this year. And that is it for our region – or state championship prediction update uh, from the UIL playoff – uh, brackets as we head into the region final round. Um, we still have 6A. Actually, it's funny because 6A, they have five rounds of playoffs. So this this week will be their semifinal. So whoever wins the games for six-man this week, they are they punch their ticket to Arlington. Yeah, so that's something to keep in mind as well. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, I haven't really kept up much with six-man, so I'm not sure who's I know Abbott it. got beat last week. Uh-huh. Uh, so you got a good matchup in Gordon and Jonesboro. Ooh, That'll that's be, gonna be a, a good one. one. And then Benjamin has a, a good matchup. But mm. – uh, Benjamin beat a really good Jayton team last yeah. week. I do remember seeing yeah. that. But, yeah, um, but yeah, that's it. That'll do it for our region final preview right here on the Central Texas Football Podcast. We broke down all seven. Hold on. I'm, I may have told you wrong. Hold on. It's not Gordon. Okay, I will look it up real quick. Yeah, it's not. I don't want to give out misinformation, but it's not. So, yeah. It may not be Jonesboro. I mean, who was it? It's a, it's a local team. What's that team over there? So, 1A Division One. It'll be Happy and Westbrook. And then Gordon and Jonesboro. You're oh, right. Jonesboro. Okay. So it is, Gor- it is Gordon and Jonesboro in wow. uh, 1A Division One. So we'll either get – I think it'll probably be Westbrook. I think Westbrook – Westbrook's won it the last two years. Oh, yeah, they got Rigdon on their team. So he's – No, a, that's, a, that's a Benjamin. Oh, yeah, they're D2. My bad. The guy, yeah. the guy on Westbrook um, was Cecil something. I can't remember his last Westbrook name. Westbrook beat Abbott last year. Yes. Convinc- yeah. yeah, they, had, they had a ton of athletes on and, that team. And they won it the year before against May because I, I yep. saw that game too. So, I mean, 
It's fun. The only time I've seen six-man football was at AT&T Stadium. But every game I've seen has been really fun. I remember when Blum won it a oh, few yeah. years ago against McLean. That was a great game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And then I saw Richland Springs when they're – at the time, they were the first team in Texas to win st- 10 state championships. I was there when they beat May to win that one. Yeah. So, that was Strong's pretty cool. won a few. Uh, what's the – look at – you got D2. Uh, uh, yeah, let me pull it up real quick. Pull so, D2, see what they got. So, yeah. Uh, Klondike and Benjamin. Give me Benjamin in that one. Oh, Oglesby. Yes. So I, Oglesby. I got Oglesby and okay. Jonesboro confused. Yeah, Oglesby's right just outside okay. of Waco. Too, yeah, right? yeah. So Oglesby, they have Richland Springs. That'll okay, be a tough that's one. Tough. Um, you, screw it. Give me Oglesby to be <laughs> Richland Springs and then face Benjamin in the championship. But I think, regardless, I think Benjamin probably wins it all. Yeah. Just solely because they have the best player in yeah. six man. Do you, I don't know if you remember, but like uh, early in August, you know, there was rumors that. Uh, the Rigdon kid, He's gonna move he again. was on the move again. Yeah, yeah. you know. Because he started just, as Strawn, yeah. and then Benjamin, which he moved last year, and they won it all. And then, yeah, I do remember hearing that it was a possibility. Yeah. But Is he a junior? I think so, freshman. because he was a freshman on that Strawn championship two years ago, then a sophomore. Yeah, he's a junior. So, yeah. So, so there's still time. He can still go to yeah. a different team. So, one in Division One, I'll probably take Westbrook to win it all uh, over Jonesboro, and then I'll take... Benjamin to be Oglesby in the championship game there. How about Oglesby? Yeah, that's awesome. I remember them being pretty good last year, but I, I guess they were young because they're all the way back here. And they won by 46 last week over an Iredell team that's usually, yeah. you know, a, you know, three Strong. or four on deep. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I guess we will talk a little six-man You know, if, if, I'm a, if I'm Coach Thornhill down the road here at Blum, mm-hmm. Maybe you offer uh, Rigdon's dad a job. <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> like, it seems like if you have Grayson <laughs> Rigdon on your team, if you bring him, bring him in for a senior year, it might just guarantee you. Coach Thornhill's a good dude. They're kind of down over yeah. there, but they'll, they'll be back up. Man, they, uh, he's, I think he's so. a good coach. He's got good facilities. And yeah. man, you know what? That, that I don't know what their realignment numbers are going to be. And that's another news. Well, they, their their field is a hundred yard field, yeah. so yeah, they're they're, they're anticipating it in the near future. There's a couple of you know, I got a buddy that's really good friends with the superintendent over there. He doesn't think they're going to go eleven man anytime soon, but there are probably the next ten years. There five, are subdivisions years? being built mm-hmm. over there. You know, mm-hmm. people wanting to get out. You know, Cleveland's growing. People want to get out of, out of that, that mm-hmm. area and. Uh, uh, another see. thing, uh, realignment. You know, uh, Step came out with some uh, mm-hmm. some mock realignments. It uh, looks like that 3A D1 level, you know, I think it was 545 last year. I think it may be up almost it, close to 600. It, yeah, year. it leaps up. And I remember seeing 4A Division One. it leaped up by almost 200, like 220-something, yeah. which is – So you got to think 7A is probably coming this next time. Not this time, but, but next, next time around. around. Just kind of because, so. you know, I think they like to keep about 100 teams. And then I saw Padilla – put out that the the bottom end of three or the top end bottom end of 3a would be about 380 Mm -hmm. for d2 to d1 so if you from looking at the magazine's website and the uh, enrollment numbers they had on board on on their online to get 100 teams in 3a d1 you're all all the way up into the 670s now they didn't have a lot of these charter schools Mm -hmm. that uh you know they don't turn in their enrollment uh you know they they don't i don't know if they care because kids are coming in and out of there but uh you know the the last mock well it came out today that step has for 3ad1 which really caught my eyes uh you had west and maypro moving down to d2 Mm -hmm. and then you had whitney going back east with uh Whitney Grandview going back east with the the Malakoff Mal- and yeah. Tig and Which, Fairfield. You know, having a kid in middle school when when they were in that uh, 
that district on the mm-hmm. other side of 45, that's some late nights, man, on Thursday yeah, night or whatever. Eustis, Basketball games. El- Elkhart. Golly. Oh, that was brutal. Palestine Westwood. Yep. I remember that. Oh, that was brutal. So that, that's uh, so I think he came out with uh, realignment. The mm-hmm. districts are coming out February 1st, and then sometime yeah. early December they'll have the cutoff number. And we're going to so. we're going to have a show for yeah, that. Yeah, we'll talk we're, about we're, that. We're going we're going to have a show whenever realignment comes out. Probably give it maybe a couple days after maybe a week after it comes out just to let it digest and Yeah, get maybe it we'll have our own mock realignments. We, we can come back oh, we with could. our own stuff. I, I did that one year. I was a little slow at work, so <laughs> spent <laughs> yeah. about an hour. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on that, but around. we for sure we will have a realignment, you know, special whenever that comes out. And we'll have a whole show breaking down the new Central Texas districts. I'm very it's always a fun day because you know I'll, like, it makes the it makes the off season seem a bit yeah. shorter too. Well, I think it, the numbers come out at nine o'clock in the morning, yep. and I'm just on the website refreshing and refreshing. <laughs> yeah. and you're trying to be the first one to exactly. send your buddies all the districts. Hey, look, look I do around. that every year. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, for sure, we will definitely have a realignment special in February whenever that comes about. Uh, so keep an eye on that. But we're still in season, so we will back. We'll be, be be back with you next week for the state semifinal round. Yeah, and if there's no Central Texas teams, yeah, we'll still. We're We're still going to do it because it's going to be like the the final two in each in each division. So we're going to be here uh, to break it down, no doubt about it. We were lucky our first year; we had quite a few, uh, three or four teams. So yeah, it's just that second round, man. It's just kind of a purging. We kind of lost like a third of the teams we had at least, but we still got plenty of good ones and a lot of state championship contenders. Uh, still fighting in these region final round. I want to thank you for tuning in to today's show. Thanks again to Matt Stepp for the question of the week. Thanks again to Curtis Quillen for joining us on his picks for the region final games. Kenny, any parting words, sir? Uh, be safe on your travels this week. Go watch mm-hmm. a football game. Uh, root your kids on or go root somebody else's kids on and go have fun. Yeah, absolutely. Again, we're just two weeks away from AT&T Stadium and the best week of football of the year, in my opinion. Uh, and the UIL State Championships just two weeks away at AT&T Stadium. Thanks again for tuning in to today's show. It's a very long-winded one, but we appreciate you guys sticking with us right here on the Central Texas Football Podcast. Again, you can reach out to us via email at ctfppodcast at gmail.com. That's ctfppodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on social media. We are at CTFP Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, or you can like our Central Texas Football Podcast page on Facebook as well. I want to thank again for tuning in to today's show my name is ryan fox and for kenny heath we say thank you for listening and we will see you next week for the state semifinals